Kia I'm Tom Kitchen, and today on The Detail, uniforms. From the All Blacks White Fern Doodles. Today, the new All Black strip for the World Cup in France was unveiled, and yes, it's black, but with ooh la la, a bit of French flair. Why on earth did a Frenchman design this year's All Black World Cup jersey? What a slap in the face to all those New Zealand designers who I know would have been chomping at the bit to design the All Black jersey in World Cup year. To the creative alternate strips we'll be seeing at the FIFA Women's World Cup. Football fever is upon us with the first teams arriving ahead of this month's World Cup. To corporate entities such as Kiwi Bank and Air New Zealand updating their look. Well, Air New Zealand has today opened submissions for Kiwi pattern makers to have a crack at designing their new uniform. Kiwi Bank has gone all out to create the most inclusive work wardrobe in Aotearoa. What do they say about us? What are the factors you need to take into account when designing them? And what happens when everyone hates them? I think personally it should be about practicality. If it's a uniform, it's, if it's a working uniform, it's not about being trendy or being fashionable. It can affect their performance if they're feeling vulnerable, if they're feeling that people are looking at them. And we're going to be talking to sports journalist Suzanne McFadden about how the Silver Ferns New World Cup uniform came into being. The Silver Ferns have been given the opportunity to come up with the design themselves and it's really beautiful what they've come up with. First though, our national airline's uniform changes have always attracted a huge amount of comment. It's often actually the first thing that people travelling to New Zealand see. It's the first visual representation of New Zealand. The Air New Zealand uniform is a little bit like the All Blacks. It's something that every New Zealander has an opinion on. It's been through many incarnations over the years, with over 5,000 staff to fit. Changing the uniform is a very involved job and isn't taken lightly. I think that Air New Zealand is a very public-facing brand that almost kind of represents New Zealand on the global stage to a degree. This is Stuff's style editor, Zoe Walker-Hawa. Air New Zealand, has, um, they put the call out for designers to express interest earlier in the year. Um, and they have a long history of working with local fashion designers. They worked with Zambezi quite a few years ago. Trillise Cooper has had her uniforms um, for a number of years. I forget how many, but I want to say nine. And both of them were quite controversial when they came out. And I know that, you know, with the Zambezi uniform that was quite a few years ago, there was a bit of feedback about some of that being fussy and... You know, the fabric wrinkle, for example, or there was a pashmina that kind of got in the way. Our values have moved significantly since um, knee-high boots and short skirts. Aviation commentator Irene King told us it's high time for a change. She says not only has fashion moved on, the whole industry could do with some fun. It's a fantastic refresh. For the staff itself, it's, it, it is like a new beginning. And so they, yeah, they've asked designers to express interest and I believe, I know of a, a few designers who did. The idea is that they'll refresh it next year, I think. And Kiwi Bank has also recently refreshed their uniforms and they worked with about four or five designers, including Kitty Nathan and Barkers. I was absolutely delighted when Kiwi Bank reached out and invited me to be one of the village of designers for this new uniform concept. We're all unique, so let's dress in a way that celebrates that every day. And I thought that was really interesting in how they approached it. It was very much about wanting to um, you know, reflect how New Zealanders really dress in terms of culture and identity. You know, there's a 
traditional suit as well as a lava lava and a hijab so it kind of really is a uniform that's a bit broader in how it approaches the idea of a uniform. Yeah and this is a bit of a change from say 30, 40, 50 years ago. Yes yeah I think you know the a, a uniform is like you fit into the uniform or as it's changed a lot to be a bit more flexible in terms of um, culture and identity and personal style and body types um, which is um, which is a good thing. Why do you think there's been this change? Uh, well, I think, you know, society has changed. I think fashion has changed when it comes to being a bit more um, open and flexible in terms of inclusivity and diversity. And that is particularly when they're working with fashion designers. I, I suppose it reflects that wider shift. You know, traditionally, especially with, say, um, airline uniforms, in the past you would say that that was very, very kind of narrow in who you had to fit your body to the uniform or as I think now um, there's a lot more um, offering in terms of uh, silhouettes and size to kind of make it easier for uh, normal people to kind of fit the uniform and not have to like transform themselves for the clothes. And there's also the issue between practicality and fashion I mean this is something that in New Zealand has done quite a bit on and worked through I mean how do you balance practicality with being fashionable? Well I mean I think personally it should be about practicality if it's a uniform it's if it's a working uniform it's not about being trendy or being fashionable but I do like how when they when people work with fashion designers it's kind of showing a respect for the creativity and design that New Zealand has um, particularly when it's a high-profile kind of public-facing business or uniform. There's been quite a bit of controversy around the new All Blacks jersey. Eh, it's only a jersey, but it often gets a mauling and a big boot to the sideline from passionate rugby fans. Some people on social media, it's usually social media that people <laughs> have complained on. Some people call, say it looks like a toddler's drawn on the jersey. Some people call it a bit of a doodle. What's your opinion? Um, there have been lots of examples of that. I think people have like a real sense of ownership around these uniforms, especially something like the All Blacks. We all, you know, as New Zealanders feel like they're our team, that we kind of claim them. Um, in terms of that jersey, it is an interesting interpretation of the fern, which is very much a part of the brand. I think it's interesting that they used a French artist to design the jersey, which rather than working with a local artist or designer. But, you know, everyone has an opinion on things like this. Is it a fern? I don't even know if it is a fern anymore. It looks like some kind of creeper. Suzanne McFadden notes there's been a stark difference between two recent uniform reveals. It's really interesting, isn't it, how the public react. And the the All Blacks jersey comes out one week and everybody is, you know disappointed with the look and the fact that it wasn't designed by a New Zealander. And then the silver fence dress comes out the following week and it has so much meaning and so much mana. And the initial reaction on social media is, you know, New Zealand rugby, are you taking note of this dress? Uh, The public's interest in this has been really interesting to me, how much we care about the way our athletes are portrayed. Suzanne's been writing about how the Silver Firm's new strip came about. 
it's been in the making for about a year. So the Silver Ferns, especially the senior leadership group, got together and said they wanted to design a dress that meant something to them and that would help them with their campaign. So they went to two Tamoko artists from Tairafati, uh Really interesting, actually, the connections that they have to the Silver Fern. So uh, Maya Gibbs is the son of Lee Gibbs, who captained the Silver Ferns to victory at the World Cup in 1987. And Tanari Brooking, his auntie, is the New Zealand netball president. So they, in a roundabout way, you know, they had already had this connection with netball. And uh, they worked together with the players to come up with a design that they call Manawarau. Manawarau talks talks about a, a beating heartbeat, a singular beating heartbeat that speaks to, or that acknowledges players that have come before, that have worn the dress before, that have that have gone on to do amazing things for New Zealand netball and bringing them forward to now, the opportunity that the players have in this particular moment to, to paint their own picture with the, with the dress and to, to put their mark on it. It's very uh, spiritual, very tau Māori story behind it, but it wraps up past, present and even future silver ferns into the design. And what it does is it gives the players ownership of this dress. Yeah, I've been lucky enough to be a part of the process in terms of listening to Maya and Hinare talk about their ideas for the dress and how that was going to relate to our values. And I guess one big concept that came out was Manawaro and that's sort of what's driving our team through the World Cup campaign. It's not only about what the dress represents, but that's actually become part of the team culture and part of their approach to this campaign, which I think is amazing. I think too often our sports teams are given uh, uniforms that match with international rules and that's all they can, you know, they have to wear it whether they like it or not. But in this situation, the Silver Ferns have been given the opportunity to come up with the design themselves and uh, it's really beautiful what they've come up with. What are the unique parts of the design? Yeah, the... Patterns around the bottom of the dress uh, relate to Māori weaving and uh, they represent a lot of things. One of them is a red line that runs right through the design and that's like a thread that brings together every silver fern who's ever played for New Zealand. And But it also, manawa means like a single heartbeat. So, it's, you know, everybody who's ever worn a black dress all their heartbeats beating as one, getting in behind this team. There's also uh, five little designs on the back from the neck down, uh, which represent the five victories that Silver Ferns have had in World Cups in the past. Um, Hanari Brooking jokes that he's got, he's asked if they can uh, design the dress for the next World Cup and put a sixth little design in there for this <laughs> World Cup victory. <laughs> There's also a little uh, lizard who represents Maui, who they call, you know, the greatest shapeshifter, who can have solutions to problems. So if anything goes wrong in the team or during the game, you know, they can call on the spirit of Maui to, to come up with a solution. And just, I think, you know, they're the kind of things that really resonate with players who know that they've got these um, designs behind them. They've got people behind them, beliefs behind them. And, uh, yeah, I just 
think it's great that they've been given that opportunity. It's come a long way from the stockings and gym frocks of the past. Some of them used to have to wear ties as well. Ties. ties and shirt with a tie and under the gym frock. And yeah, and the gym frocks were made out of wool. So these women were playing in heavy wool dresses with woolen stockings and um, and then they'd have to go and play in places like Trinidad and Tobago, where you know, or where or Singapore. It's places like this where it was really, really hot. But it was, you know, about them being well covered rather than them having ease of movement. You know, when they first started, the dresses went right down to the ground because, you know, it wasn't right to see women's legs when they were playing sport. You know, they, they were lucky to be playing sport at all. That was the kind of feeling in society then. So um, they needed to cover up their body parts, um, which is funny now because it's, it's almost gone the other way. Not Not necessarily with netball, but with a lot of uniforms that we see like beach volleyball, handball, pretty skimpy outfits. And But, you know, once again, women are standing up and saying, well, we don't have to wear this, we don't have to dress like this. And sports federations around the world are finally listening. So there's a change in the air because, as you say, women are standing up and saying, we need change. Why are they saying that now? Yeah, I think they feel emboldened now. They feel they hear others, other athletes, you know, standing up for themselves. Because because uniforms in the past and even now can be the difference between a girl playing a sport and not playing a sport. It's that simple. And, you know, we've seen with uh, the football ferns and other football teams around the world have, you know, changed from white shorts into darker colours um, because of period anxiety. The football ferns are going to be running onto the pitch in a new strip as they become the latest women's team to ditch white playing shorts. New Zealand football has unveiled the new 2023 playing kits for the ferns ahead of this year's FIFA Women's World Cup. Uh, white shorts have given way to teal, while the alternative strip is black with an all-over silver fern print. Girls aren't afraid to talk about that now. and and But this is, you know, it's only recently that girls and women feel that they can talk about menstruation to uh, sports officials or their coaches. That hasn't been something that they can talk about in the past. So it's fantastic to see women standing up and saying, this is what I want to wear, this is what I'll wear. We see it with Muslim athletes now who go, well, I want to wear, you know, coverings on my arms and legs. And if I'm going to play, I want to wear, um, you know, head covering if I want to play. And sports finally going, okay, we understand that if it means the difference between you playing and not playing, we will make adjustments to the rules. And it's been a long time coming and it's still slow. You know, not every sport is, is agreeing to this yet, but we are seeing changes around the world, which makes athletes, you know, feel that they can stand up their rights when it comes to what they wear. You say that a uniform is kind of can be the difference in someone playing and not playing. So how important is the uniform to sport? Yeah, it's huge. I think it's gaining more importance too. Uh, And, you know, we're trying to get young girls active and moving and being involved in sport being involved in teams. Sport New Zealand know this. They're making changes or, or trying to, you know, make sure that sports make these changes. So 
what you know what we're seeing with the world women's world cups that we've had here over the last two years um improved facilities at sports grounds so that girls can feel they can have showers in a changing room that's just for women or they can dry their hair after a game things like that that's just been overlooked before and uniforms now become part of that that women can feel comfortable in what they're wearing that they won't be embarrassed if they you know get their period when they're out on the field things like this i know that um it has stopped a lot of young women from wanting to play sport or, or they've taken up sport and for some reason they've had an embarrassment or they haven't felt welcome at a club or something like that and they've dropped out. And this is the thing that sport is trying to turn around now to get more girls, especially in those teenage years, to get out and get playing sport again. The image that you're portraying, how does that differ from like an old uniform versus a new styled one? Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, teams like the football ferns and the black ferns used to have to play in hand-me-down men's uniforms. You know, baggy shorts that um, I know <laughs> uh, Michelle Cox, who's one of our great football ferns, you know, had to tie, you know, string around her pants and roll the waistband over a few times because they were men's shorts. And this is when should they're playing for New Zealand. So, you know, it's not that long ago that they were getting hand-me-down from men. You know, women want to feel good about themselves when they're out there, and so they want to, you know, wear clothes that fit. Where's fashion kind of heading? Where do you think it's going to go? I think it will become... I mean, sustainability is a massive thing um, in fashion in general, and I think in uniforms um, will too. I think, like with the Air New Zealand uniforms, I imagine that there will be a massive sustainability element to it. It's a tricky one because, you know, you're producing mass levels of product, which goes against the idea of sustainability. Um, But I do think that is going to become even bigger. I think the idea of gendered uniforms is going to continue to evolve. And I don't know if it will become obsolete, but I think that there will be definitely be a lot more flexibility around that, which I also, you know, is, is a good thing. Um, I would really love to see more young designers being given opportunities. I think, you know, often the same designers are thought of because they have a profile, they have a brand. But, you know, I personally, I guess as a fashion person, would love to see some of our talented young designers get opportunities. Who do you think has the best uniform out there in the moment? Oh, that's a hard question. <laughs> um, I really do like what Kiwi Bank have done recently. I like the way that they collaborated with a bunch of designers to offer kind of different points of view and how they really obviously thought about what, you know, what does it mean to be a New Zealander now? It's not just a traditional suit. It's many different elements of culture and cultural dress. So, yeah, I think what they did was really great. And I, I also really liked how the Silver Ferns, they recently revealed their new uniform and they worked with local Māori artists. And I think that the thought that went into all the different details and, you know, the simple prints, which may look simple, but they had real kind of intention behind them all. And um, I know that they put, there was a lot of thought about the symbolism that was on, on the uniforms. I just love the idea of giving the athletes that input. Um, you know, just 
to say, this is what we want. This is how we want to look. This is going to mean so much to us. So I just think giving your athletes a say in that, you know, it, it can't hurt, can it? But sometimes a uniform is so popular that even after it changes, it lives on in the affections of fans. Think the first Warriors jersey, the Peter Blake era Steinlager America's Cup sweatshirt, and the relic of a uniform from the Richard Hadley era 80s cricket team. And that sparked a magnificent revival of dedicated followers who say they're about passion, not fashion. We're a group um, run by fans for the fans, and all we want to do is go along and, you know, get on the noodle at the cricket and grow moustaches. Some would call beige a crime against fashion. But the Beige Brigade's done wonders to popularise the retro look among New Zealand cricket fans and sometimes even the players. The Brigade even sell a line of beige clothing on their website. On that website, you can pick up a toweling hat for just 29 bucks. And if that's not uniform longevity, what is? That's it for today. I'm Tom Kitchen. The detail is supported by the Public Interest Journalism Fund. Today's episode was engineered by Phil Bench and produced by Alexia Russell and Bonnie Harrison. Thanks to Suzanne McFadden and Zoe Walker-Awa. Ka kite ana.